set. Places, everybody. And action. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Atlantics from 2019, directed by Madi Diab. So we're back again with more romance. Um, This one is a little different from our previous episode on Lover's Rock. Um, We got... A little bit more meat with this movie, I would say. Yeah, this is not like a lighthearted affair. It's it's pretty, uh, I don't want to say traumatic because I'm going to get back to that later. But um, I mean, it could be considered traumatic, um, but also it's like, I don't know, slightly empowering. Yeah. it's not just like one like we met at the party and then we're, now we're into each other. It's like a whole bunch of other stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. This like we've both seen this before. Mm-hmm. Deciding to do it for the episode and this movie was not what I expected at no. any point. Holy shit! No. <laughs> I remember I texted you, I think it was last year, right? And I was like, oh my God, Brittany, some spooky shit just happened. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was very confused. But um, yeah, it has some really interesting twists and turns. It's not a straightforward story at all. Um, it's a sad story, but also it's like a, I don't know, kind of uplifting story in some parts. Um, it deals with a lot of like serious subject matter. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of different things. It's very very complicated story. <laughs> Not a complicated story, but it's a lot. Of, it's a lot. Of, it's tackling a lot of things that Lovers Rock was. It felt more like this is a feeling, you know, like an emotional feeling. But this is more. This has this definite plot. Um, but it's like I said, it's not really like lighthearted, <laughs> unfortunately. So. Um, but I mean, I would still suggest it to people. Like, this is a good movie. It's a lot different um, than I think what people would originally think. I don't think I've ever seen the actual synopsis of this movie. So that's probably why I got surprised <laughs> by it. I just was like, oh, this movie, this movie looks interesting. Let me watch it. And I think I'd heard from people that this is a good movie. Um, and, and surprisingly, nobody managed to spoil it, which is a rarity from you niggas. <laughs> for me, I just saw the colors. Like, these are my favorite colors. Oh my like, God. the greens and the blues mm-hmm. and black people. And I was like, okay, boop, let's watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it was like a romance if you could like it's a romantic drama it's not like and I was like okay I'm going to watch it and I was like ah okay but at the same time I was like oh okay (laughs) like it is just a lot 
going on here. So, um, what is Atlantics about? Um, if we could sum it up before we get into it. If you could sum it up without spoiling it before we actually spoil it, I would say that this movie is about um, a young woman named, I think her name is Ada. Is that how you say her name? Um, mm-hmm. And, ooh, sorry for being sniffly. Um, who is a young um, girl, I think she's like a teenage girl, um, that is, she lives in, I think it's Dakar, uh, Senegal, and she is engaged to be married to a man named Omar, um, but she is secretly in love with a young construction worker named Seliman, and Seliman is conflicted. I mean, they both have their conflicts, but Seliman is conflicted because he has... Um, he's actually going through some shit because he, they're constructing like this giant tower. Um, think of like that giant tower like in Dubai that everybody talks about that apparently was built with like slave labor or something. <laughs> it's kind of like that. The um, Him and his fellow construction workers haven't been paid in three months. And so um, even though him and... Uh, yeah, Suleiman and Ada are very in love with each other. Um, he has to make the decision to like better his life uh in any way possible which comes with a lot of consequences is the easiest way i could say that because <laughs> after that it just you know who it just spirals <laughs> into something else it it sure does yeah uh, but like what was okay before we like start talking about the movie like um, what was interesting about like most of the like um the actress that plays Ada, this is like one of her first feature films. Um, and she does like a really amazing job in the role. Yes. Yeah, um, most of the people in the movie were like found, like Mati found them. Um, she was in Senegal. I've don't really remember the exact specifics of why she was there, but I remember, so this is actually built, not built, sorry. This is actually based off a short film that she had done, um, I think in 2009, about the same sort of subject matter of people um, leaving home to find a better life. And she was kind of like haunted by the way that people were kind of talking about leaving Senegal. And... Um, so I think at one point she was kind of in Senegal, kind of reconnecting with her, I guess her heritage in a way, because she is Senegalese and French, and she was, um, I believe she was raised in France. So she was kind of like reconnecting with her roots at one time, and then she was also started looking for... Um, actors and actresses to play in her movie and I think she found um she found the actress that plays Ada I feel like she found her like just like wandering not wandering but like she saw her walking down the block <laughs> and she I think she was like hey what's up and I think she found the actual like the the guy who plays Selimon I think she found him at like a construction site I think so like everybody with the exception 
I believe of the actor who plays oh you know everybody's like new yeah most of the yeah I would say the entire the entire cast um was found kind of around so they're not like trained actors and actresses and stuff like that um so yeah it's pretty cool um a lot of films I feel like a lot of films like this where they're finding like young people for the most part are like this there's some other place like some some movies are like you might manage to find like um like a kid who's been like in like a youth theater or something but a lot of these movies i feel like where there's like a young a younger cast um they like find them because they want people i guess they're more like that feel more natural maybe so um but yeah, it's pretty cool <laughs> to 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 um to hear. So, like, I just thought that was like, cause sometimes it doesn't work, but in this film, it works fantastic. Like, you know, like Do you have I can't like like you know how sometimes when you pull like just a person and then bring them in. Okay. Or like even the like a reality, I I don't want to put it like a reality star, but like somebody who is just a person and then put them in a movie and it doesn't quite work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out which example. To carry a movie. Give me, give me an example. Um, Call them out. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to think. Because um, most of the time, like, I feel like the most of the movies I've seen where it's, like, a kid where they actually, like, found them just kind of like, hey, do you want to be in a movie? Like, usually it's pretty good because they're they're not so into themselves or so overly aware of themselves and, like, they're acting that they end up acting weird or, like, not natural enough. Like, they're just being themselves especially I feel like nowadays like with with like younger like as people get younger and younger they're so used to being on camera already because they already (laughs) take pictures of themselves and 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 you know take videos of themselves all the time but they're like super comfortable in front of cameras but yeah I want to know what you're I want to know the examples I want I want dirt (laughs) who's awful I'm trying like I'm trying to think of the movie that I'm thinking of but I can't it's been a week so I'm trying to think of the movie but if it comes back to me I'm gonna write it down and bring it back okay okay because like it's on the tip of my tongue and you know how my brain works and I can't recall the information and I feel like that scene in Spongebob where like his whole like brain library is on fire okay so (laughs) like (laughs) I'm thinking of like City of God is kind of like this and like uh um what was that one kid? Isn't that one wasn't that one kid from Lion, the little boy that plays a young Dev Patel? Didn't they like that wasn't like his very first movie? <laughs> and he's like one of the best parts about that movie. Is but you know you know what I'm saying. Like you get people and then you put them and like in front of the camera and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and that goes for like everybody like I mean, even when you have, have paid, like 
multi-million dollars for years. Reality stars and things like that. Those aren't actual actors and actresses. I mean, that's a different whole thing because they're too aware of the camera. That's their job to be aware of the camera. That's a whole different set of shit. Yeah. But here, it works. They're great. I love it. Um, but yeah, so let's get into the story. Okay. So, like, the story kind of opens up, like, we open right into the issue with the construction crew and their, like, boss or foreman is, like, right in right into like the conflict with them where they've been working for months and months on end without being paid. And they are owed like as a group, 32 million. Yeah. I'm not sure of the currency in Senegal, but whatever they are owed, it's three months pay. So like the whole crew and it's a big, it's a big ass tower. <laughs> like when I say that Dubai tower that everybody oohs and ahs over and shit, like that, like it's huge. It's huge tower, and they've been building this shit. And of course, you know <laughs> that this tower is not for anybody who actually lives there. It's probably for um, tourism or businessmen or anything else, but um, for the actual people who built it, because none of that stuff is ever for that people who built it or the people who live there. And so you got to build this big ass fucking tower (laughs) and not see any of the fruits of your labor and you struggling. It's a mess. So they're pissed. And girl, I would be too. Me too. Like they said that they've been working for him for like three years and they haven't been paid for three months. So at that point, that three years don't matter. You got to pay what you owe, which is right. Yeah. Like they, and then at that point, like imagine like just continuing to go to work without receiving your paycheck. You got stuff that you got to buy. Like girl, come on. Like <laughs> you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your family. You got, like you, you need your money. Like they were right. Like they, sh- they were right for being on that man's neck, and for everything that comes after. Every single thing. I mean, hello. Mm. Like, yeah. And I'm, it, think, I'm thinking, thinking about freelancing and being like, anytime I don't get paid, when I ask to get paid, I'm like, I will burn everything. But see. <laughs> um but yeah there i mean that's ridiculous like you don't pay people how do you have so much money to make a tower but you can't pay the people that are working to make the tower Mm. but you have the money to have the tower made and then they i think their their excuse was that he the the owner um was not in the country or something Mm -hmm. And, and so he couldn't get in contact with him to make sure they got paid. And I was like, then how are you? What? what? You see, you see the bullshit. <laughs> do, do you see the bullshit? And it's, it's just really like, it's frustrating. You could feel that frustration from everybody at the construction site. And then it kind of like cuts to a, a, like a calmer scene. Cause like you see like, 
one of the construction crew, which is Soul Man, um, kind of like walking through the city and he's on his way to like a different part of the city to meet with um, Ada. And I did like this the scene part, was... I should say, I did like the part when they were on the, the, they were singing on the back of the truck. Oh. That was, because there's, I, like, they don't really, like, I don't think they, I don't think they had subtitles for what they were singing. They were singing something, but you could see him looking at the ocean the entire time, which I'm going to say this up front. The Atlantic Ocean, if you ever had the displeasure of seeing it up close, is one of the ugliest, <laughs> one of the ugliest things. It looks so, it looks so nasty. And I just think about all the the history, <laughs> all the horrible things that have happened and people have crossed that ocean. I'm like, oh, but in this movie, hmm. it's very beautiful. Monty does has a lot of um, she has a lot of shots of the ocean um, mm-hmm. at sunset, at night, all kinds of stuff. And it's really I was like, oh, this is nice. This is the only time I'll ever like this ocean for any reason but um and the music is good too it's very um it's giving a little bit of like uh i don't want to say john carpenter that's too that's too much but like it's got a like electronic almost like thriller vibe like a thriller it's very thriller (laughs) it's synthy Mm -hmm. it's kind of ethereal like it's go it's ghostly it's haunting right um it's it's nice and the the composer is a woman as well her name is fatima al quadiri um and so you can actually listen to that but it's pretty it's pretty uh like britney says pretty synthy i feel like this use of this music is very creative it's not what you would expect um It, in this, especially with like a love story and all that, because I was like, "Ooh, this sounds a little, sounds a little dark. <laughs> sounds a little, sounds a little threatening. <laughs> what's, what's about to happen?" Yeah, but we kind of like get to meet Ada mm-hmm. and her boo thing. Yeah, they're under a bridge or something, making out. And, yes, and she doesn't want to make out. Like, she doesn't want to, she wants to be with him, but she doesn't want to be with him she don't get, where they're at. She don't want to get caught. Yes. She's in, they in public. She's in, yeah, they're in public. Not, like, in public, in public, but, like, somebody can walk in on them or whatever. And then, um, like we said, she's engaged, um, which I don't really know, like, the entire history of, like, her, her um fiance um but it seems like he's got money as we find out mm-hmm. later so he's kind of a big i guess his family is like a big deal so it's a big deal that you know if she is seen i mean if she's seen with somebody anyway it would be a scandal but this is kind of like like an extra scandal because you like you know you you, you fumbled the bag <laughs> you're about to fumble the bag sis um but it's so cute. They're like all like it's like young love, young secret love. Yes. It, I was about to liken it to Romeo and Juliet. But 
I mean, it's not that. I mean, it's not. It's not like that. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, because they're not. We don't. Well, we see we see Sullivan's family at one point, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. They're not like warring factions or anything. It's just like no. It's just it's, just yeah. Off limits. It's, yeah, it's off limits. Um, I'm sure if she wasn't engaged, it probably wouldn't be a, such a big deal, maybe. Um, but maybe they also would have had a problem because he's like a construction worker and they probably want better for their baby. But um, yeah, they are trying not to get caught, but then they're also kind of like talking about, I guess they're talking about like their relationship maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he keeps staring at the ocean and not paying He's paying her attention, but not like, you know, he's not really like all, all the way there. Yeah. And I was like, I, ooh, is this foreshadowing? <laughs> not the whisper, not the haunted whisper. <laughs> I was like, foreshadowing. Because he's very distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking out onto the ocean. And every, like, again, every, this movie is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie is gorgeous to look at. Like I love the cinematography. Cinnamon of this photography. Yes, is gorgeous. I love how it looks. Um, I just I like Everybody's it. Everybody beautiful. More yes. beautiful black people. Yes, that beautiful black people. Yeah, so they're both adorable, um, and. You know, I think they make plans for later, right? And Sullivan's mm-hmm. a little bit hesitant, which I noticed this time. I don't think I noticed it the first time. I think the first time I was like, do he got, is he trying to like hook up with somebody else? Oh, like, is he, is he trying to, I know he ain't trying to dump her. Like, I know this ain't happening. <laughs> that's what I got the first time I watched. I was like, I know he ain't got other bitches. Like, I know that's not what's happening. <laughs> not other bitches. Like, I know that's not what's happening. Please. And upon the second rewatch, I was like, okay, that's not what's happening. Right. Okay. Right. Um. So I think... Uh. What happens after this? Oh, um, her friends also, like, they, she's got, so Ada has two sets of friends that don't really like each other, so one, I guess, is her more, like, rule-abiding friends, um, like, they wear, they wear hijabs and, um, I guess they kind of more, like, chill at the house, (laughs) They don't really, like, you don't really see them out and stuff when they go out to, like, clubs and stuff like that. And then you got, like, uh, um, her other sets of friends, which I think, I think it's, if I, I hope I don't get all these names wrong. Because I was having trouble, like, figuring out, like, what everybody's names was. I, I swear I had one girl as one name. And then I was like, nope, that's not the right, that's not the right person. <laughs> that's not the right person. Um, I think it's, it's. Is one girl's name is Fanta? Mm-hmm. And another girl is uh Mariama. Um, which mm-hmm. I have a feel I feel like they're either friends or sisters. Um but they um they're more of like they're like the they're like the cool girls, 
Like, they come around, I got their hair all cute and braided, and they're carrying, like, little cute purses. And later on in the movie, they were wearing some some really short dresses. <laughs> and I was like, oh, these are, like, the bad bitches. And so she's kind of friends with both girls, and her, her um, I guess, more, like, rule-following friends are, like, those girls are sluts, and they're... <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to, um, like, they're trying to make you into a slut and all this stuff. And then they think that Sullivan is, like, using her to, like, sleep with her. Because she hasn't slept with him yet. Um, but they think that that's what, that's what the deal is. And they're like, why aren't you just yeah. focus on your, your engagement? Everybody's trying to tell her, like, focus on her engagement, really. Honestly, on both sides. Which, I mean, yeah, you should be focused on your engagement however, as however. an engaged person. I like this person. That's the issue. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Also, it seems arranged. Maybe focus. Yeah, like they don't seem like they because have never really spoken to each other for long periods of time. Yeah, she she does not like Omar. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really seem like somebody you would like, but... <laughs> no. He seems kind of like a douchebag, but... I mean, we only meet him like a handful of times, but yeah. Their relationship, they ain't got the juice together. No. You know. Um, but... Uh, so she's like doing wedding prep and stuff like that. Um... Is that think I can't remember. No, this is because I think later on in the movie is when he gives her the iPhone and she's kind of like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. It's like a rose gold iPhone. He's like, oh, he's like, it'll change your life. And I was like, bitch, when I got my rose gold iPhone, it did in fact change my life. But she's kind of like, eh, about it. She's kind of like, I don't really know what to do with this shit, but thank you. So I was like, he's got money. He's definitely got money. Yeah, and that was also, like, illustrated in the wedding. I know, like, well, we're a little, that's a little later, because I know she goes to, like, the club, and she waits for Solomon to come. Yeah. But nobody comes. Like, none of the the guys come at all. Nobody. And all, like... All the girls are there. Like, everybody's there. And um, Ada's waiting. Like, dude, like, what's up? And someone says, well, everybody went to Spain. Like, everybody went to Spain. They're looking for more opportunities, um, more work, um, because they haven't been paid. So Mm -hmm. they left. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, "Uh, it is nighttime. (laughs) What time do they leave? What time did I leave for Spain? Yeah. Because she's on a boat, too. And I was like, oh, this sounds like a dinghy, like a little boat, like a little rowboat. Yeah. And I was like, this don't sound good at all. Not in the slightest. Um, And this is part of one part of the story that Madi wanted to tell because um, I guess... I don't know. I don't want to call it the refugee crisis. That makes me sound like a douchebag. But like, um, I guess like the 
like the refugees migrating to Europe, it's been like a big media story. Um, and the last like, I don't want to say like five, six years, maybe probably longer than that. Um, of course, like if you've seen like the pictures, like you, I forget what, what country, what was it? Italy or was it Greece? They just left them there in the water. I'm trying to remember. It was one of them Mediterranean countries because they basically just left them in the Mediterranean Sea with like, um, wearing life jackets, like a bunch of people. It was like a bunch of them. Like it was, it had to be like a hundred something people, maybe more in in the water and i was like girl what on earth (laughs) like you're just gonna leave these people there like what kind of what kind of bullshit and and there's a lot of like of course like anti-immigrant anti-refugee um pushback from a lot of these countries the same shit is happening here with people coming up from um central and south america and mexico and um it's like a huge thing i think at one point Madi said that like maybe like a decade ago or so, um, like there was like a saying that was like Barcelona or death. And I was like, yo, that's rough. Mm-hmm. That's rough as fuck. Cause you know, like when they get there, shit is fucked <laughs> because they make it so hard for them to do anything. Um, of course, like, I mean, a lot of people in Europe like to paint themselves as the bastion of like good sense and, you know, democracy or whatever the fuck and then the anti-blackness is on display <laughs> in a way yeah. that is like bruh what what century is it like it feels very medieval in some respects um and that's what awaits them i was like jesus christ I was like people people in these countries don't like black people and some of them really don't like black people <laughs> Like really, like the amount of the amount of shit you gotta be putting up with at home to decide you have to leave to go to Europe to be put up to put up with even more shit uh. is is a level of fucked upness. It's very fucked. And I remember Mati saying that when she was, um, I think when she got the idea for like the short, so she has a short film called Atlantics and then she has this film, which is like the feature length film. So, um, I remember she's talking to these guys and they wanted to know, like once they found out she was European, they wanted to know like all this stuff about her. Cause they were like, Oh, like, Oh, you, you live in Europe. Like what's it like? And all this stuff. And so I was like, yo, <laughs> and I, she's, she said now that the ties have kind of started to change where people are, are more interested in, in trying to, um, stay, um, in Senegal and kind of, I guess, better their lives at home rather than feeling like they have to go to Europe for any sort of like, um, job security, economic prosperity or anything like that, which is a good thing, but like, oof. Mm. Ooh, Lord, Europe! You done done a number on this on the, on, on the whole world. Goddamn! Uh. Yes. Ooh, child. But um, yeah. So they got in a boat and like hit the road, hit the seas, hit the high seas to make it to Spain. Which I I don't know how far that is. I'm trying to look. Yeah, okay, I'm looking now. So, 
Senegal is, for y'all who aren't into geography, Senegal is um, in West Africa. It is, uh, I want to say it's kind of near, it's near uh, Mauritania. Um, I wouldn't say it's like super close to the equator. It's kind of, um, kind of on the, I guess, Western side of like the Sahara basically. And Dakar is like right on the, on the sea basically. So they're always kind of like looking at the sea pretty much. Um, and I'm looking at a map to Spain. Girl, this is not close. Ah! This is not close. This is not close. No. This is very far. I yeah. <laughs> don't even. I don't even know how you would find you. No, girl. So it's a very long journey. Okay, by car it is a day and twenty two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, by sea, girl, I don't know. Especially in a very small boat, depending on what kind of boat you're in. Yeah, it, it might be. It's, it's days on the sea, basically. Right. Um, so, yeah, they're gone, and all the girls are heartbroken. Um, I think uh, one of Otta's friends is like, if there's no boys, then there's no girls, and then there's no club, because the girls come to the club for the boys, and they're not just going to come here, because none of them are there. It feels like the whole, it really feels like the whole construction site, like, dipped, Mm-hmm. But I don't know how possible it is because there's a lot of them. So I'm trying to figure out, like, was it just, like, a group of them or, like, like the group of the younger ones or what? But it, it really does seem like everybody. They're gone. Yes, like, just everybody yeah. left. Uh-huh. Um, which I was also, like, in the dark, though. <laughs> Oh my god. I was like, you got me fucked up if you're if you got me on the seas at the, in, in the dark. I'm sorry. There's I'm not a big fan of boats. So when I was like thinking about this, I was like, I don't I don't The terror. I think I would just have to lay down at the bottom of the boat and be like, Y'all wake me up, we're in Spain. Because mm. that shit would be too much for me. Um, but this is a different type of, you know, I guess, I guess desperation <laughs> that I would have. Um, and so basically I think at, after this, like Ada's depressed. Yes. She doesn't do anything mm-hmm. for what looks like days. Like she just sleeps she don't want to be bothered. She doesn't eat. Yeah. She doesn't do anything. Like everybody, everybody comes to her and checks on her and it's like, are you okay? Um, like I know her mom checks on her, like, uh, what's up? What's going on with you? And she can't, she can't tell her mom what's up. Her mom thinks she is feeling some kind of way about the wedding and she thinks it's just nervousness about getting married. And her mom is like, well, you'll be okay once you get married. Like everything will work out once you like are wet, like it'll be fine. But her friends know that it's something different. Like her friends know 
what's really going on. And they just say, like, it, it'll be OK. Like, you know, it, you still have your wedding to look forward to. Right. Like, it'll it'll be fine. You'll be OK. It OK. Uh, yeah. It OK. Like, it, it OK. <laughs> it OK. Um, <laughs> and it takes so much for her to get. Like she's heart, like she's heartbroken. Like her heart is broken. She has no way to contact him. She doesn't know where he is. She doesn't know about his safety. She has n- nothing. Like, and he he left her. Like yeah. he he left her without telling her anything about what's yeah, happening. Yeah, need to say goodbye or none of that stuff. I have a question no. about one thing because she mentioned some stuff about some fishermen. Was this a dream about that? She talked about how some fishermen had like drug up a net um in the sea and they had thought they had caught like a big catch but they had caught Sullivan's body uh, but then they never mentioned that again so I was like is this a dream is she having like a night because I, I mean most of the time in the movie they were like we don't know what happened to the boys we don't know if they ever made it we don't know anything um that might not have been but if it wasn't a dream, then why? Because you know what? If it wasn't a dream, nobody. But that's the thing. Because the detectives and all this stuff, the, the people that come over later, they're like, what happened to them? Where is he? So I was like, if you caught him in the <sighs> net, then why are you asking these questions? Well, he has some other stuff going on with him himself. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, if, you, so, if y'all know, that's why I was having trouble figuring out. I was like, is this a dream? Is this something she's having? Is this a vision? Like, what's going on? Because, like... They're asking these questions. His mama don't know what happened to him. So I was like, if she don't know, then who does know? Then this is not, this is not real then. Because somebody would have heard something or told somebody or told, said something. It wouldn't be so many questions or people being like, I don't know what happened to him. Maybe it was a dream. Like maybe she knew the whole time. I don't know. Maybe that's her heart. That was her because heart. Because the other thing people like wrote, she knew in her heart. Oh yeah, like this is like my intuition. My intuition. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was very like, "What's up with this?" But um, so yeah, so she's 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 down bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then this is when her. Her man gives her an iPhone, and I was like, oh, you are getting, you about to make the big payday. Um, mm-hmm. And then the wedding. The wedding was cool. I like, yeah. I like how they mentioned, like, they, like, not mentioned, I like how they merge, like, all the chants and stuff and all the singing in with, like, the kind of the creepy synth music. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this shit, this shit bangs. Um, it's a very big, like, long, like, I feel like the whole town has been. And has been invited <laughs> um and it's like a long procession of cars and like everybody's all dressed up and pretty and and she um i think Ada's there and like her like she's all veiled up and stuff and she looks miserable <laughs> unfortunately mm-hmm. and then her uh father-in-law makes this like big speech about how if, even if she had a brother he wouldn't have been welcomed into their home. Like, she has been welcomed into their home as, like, the bride and some other stuff about, I don't know, being married. 
Yeah, that was like, was going on for a minute. <laughs> I was like, okay, the brother came. If you was a boy, what? Like, we all gonna fight okay. him? Would you, you had a brother? Would you, I was would like, kill him? Do y'all not have friends? I don't. Seems very. I was like, okay. Threatening. <laughs> Speeches with threatening auras. He <laughs> was like, yeah, but we happy to have you here now. You're in our family. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Like, well, that does not sound fun. <laughs> but um, but they're all, like, her whole, like, all her friends are there. Her mom's there. Like, it's a pretty big deal. Um, and then afterwards, I guess they finally get to, like, like, I don't know if it's, like, a reception or something. Like, people are just, like, like, our friends are, like, oh, my God, this fucking house, girl. You have made it. <laughs> You have made and they was like, well, if you don't want to be married, I'll marry so she him. Said, like, she what? said, I'll be his second wife. <laughs> because at one point her mama was like, you need to get your shit together because if you don't, like, he's going to take a, a second wife before, you, before you've had your first child or something like that. And I was like, God damn. That kind of reminded me a little bit of cuties. And I was like, oh. What, what part of cuties? Because... The whole, like, part in Cuties, like, the mom was, like, prepping for the wa- the wedding. Oh, yeah. And then I, wasn't it, like, her mom that was, like, basically, like, your nigga left you? <laughs> yeah. In so many words, like, damn, you just got dogged out or whatever. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh. Um, cuties is good, y'all. Y'all need to watch cuties. There's more to the movie than people twerking. Thank you, Netflix, for ruining that. I was like, oh, the baby. Yeah. The baby. Yes, yeah. Cuties. I didn't, yeah, I forgot about that part. Because I think, didn't the dad, like, leave and then come back and then he ended up going to get married or something like that? Yes. Yeah. He brought a whole whole wife back. And then the mama was like, everything's cool. <laughs> I'm cool with it. And the mama was not yeah, cool with it. Yeah, her mama was like, girl, this is raggedy. And you're a failed wife. <laughs> yeah. And all that. Which I don't even know what happened to the dad after that. Did they even? Because the mama had, oh, we talked about cuties mm-hmm. for a little bit. But the mama had just had the baby. Mm-hmm. And then the daddy came back with another wife. And that's why a little, little, little mama, she was upset about that. Oh, yeah. And she, she, she was real mad about that. I need to rewatch that. I don't, I like, it's been a minute. I feel like I missed a lot. And that's why she, she was like, you want to talk to your daddy? And she's like, yeah, I'll talk to daddy. And she dropped the phone out the window. (laughs) (laughs) I did forget about that. (laughs) I was like, you right, little mama. Cause you right. Like, and I, I understand. I understand. Having multiple wives and stuff like that is a yes. part of the culture. But it's like you do, you you got time that right. You don't time it like that. Yes, because the baby was a baby. The baby was a baby. Like, you're just like you know. You can have that shit over there. I'll be over here with my new new. <laughs> like time that shit appropriately. Yeah, like I, we, I understand, girl. I understand. Well, that's what that's but, what Ada's dealing with a little bit, or like prematurely dealing with. You know, she really don't care a shit. But I was like, damn, girl, you you already trying to come into the house. 
And um, she stepped in like this bed is nice. <laughs> yeah, they were taking selfies on the bed, on their marital bed. She was, I was like, like, "How are you sitting on their marital bed?" <laughs> she was like, "Take this pick." <laughs> and they were posing like, "No, take it like this." I was like, "I guess like you you take pictures on somebody else's bed before they use it." <laughs> Maybe don't at the same time. I mean, it was a nice house. It kind of remind me, you know, it kind of remind me of remind me of that of Gucci Man's house in Spring Breakers. Mm. It was all lit up. Okay, I don't know why. I think it's because it was all white. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. Did it have like blue lighting in something too? Am I tripping? Something about the lighting. Yeah, it was pretty like legit. Like I was like, oh, this is this is feeling a little. Little different than I was like, cause I was I don't know, I we hadn't seen his house yet, so we seen like her house, and, like in comparison to like her and like where Sully Man lives and uh where her friends live, like his his house is really nice. Um, I don't know what they do. He's they said he like lives in Italy for most of the year, so I don't know if he's a businessman, quote unquote. Somebody yeah. like super important and stuff like that, but um, yeah, basically one of her friends, um, I guess the the, the loose and fast friends, <laughs> uh, are one of them is basically like, yo, like you don't even have to like you don't even have to like deal with him for like nine months out of the year, like he's in Italy three months of the year, like you had you you here and you got all this space and then like. Her friend, her other friend can, like, clearly see, like, she's not into, like, she's, like, just, like, this is her wedding day, and she is, like, not happy, and, um, looking all, like, dejected and sad, and she's basically like, well, girl, if you can't hang, then we need to leave. We just need to get out of here, and you can go live real life outside of this nice-ass house, and, but I'm just letting you know right now it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I was ready for all that either. Because <laughs> she's basically, like, I was never lived on her own or whatever like that. So, like, she's just going from, like, one house, one family's house to, like, another family's house. So, like, it's not like she's had to, like, you know, hustle or whatever out in the, in, in the world and stuff. So, like, her friend's like, you know, you don't have to stay here. However, shit's rough <laughs> on the outside. So, you know, just consider that fact. Yeah, she she doesn't she doesn't know she's she's a baby. Yeah, she's what's she like? Like 17? she's really she young. Seventeen or something? Seventeen, eighteen? Yeah, like, she's young. They're all teenagers she's... for the most. Well, I think they're all teenagers. She's a teenager for sure, but they're all pretty young. Like this is you know probably the biggest thing to ever happen to all of them. Um, like this big deal of a wedding and stuff, and so like. You know, this is pretty much like you've made it, girl. Thank your lucky stars. <laughs> and so in the midst of like they leave for a moment <clears throat> to get like, you know what? Let's get some fresh air. Let's just let's go outside for a moment. Let's have a chat. <laughs> take a breath. You know, let's get out of let's get out of this. This environment, the vibes are off. You don't want to be here, right? Oh 
And so let's just leave. So they, they go outside. And then while they're out there, like, Something happens inside. Oh, yeah. One of her friends says that she's seen Selyman at that at the wedding. And she was like, uh, like, I was like, bitch, what the fuck? What are you saying? What are you even talking about? Like, that's not even possible. Like, nobody knows where he is. And she's like, no, I saw him. And then somebody else said that she had also seen him at one point. And then, um... I guess, like, at some other point, like, a little bit later, like, there's a fire in, in the house. Um, and so... But it's... It's a really specific place. Girl, they burnt the bed! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that's what it was. I was like, did they burn a hole in the floor? <laughs> I was like, Who, whose floor got set on fire? <laughs> and it turns out it was the bed. Yes, so they said someone set the marital bed on fire. Blaze. <laughs> so that's a very deliberate act. Uh-huh. But they don't know who did it at this point. Yeah, so there is a detective. Um, did I write down the detective's name? Um, there is a detective that has been called to investigate because basically it's arson. Um, and then, you know, people, I guess somebody had told him that they had seen Suleiman at the wedding and they suspect, I don't know if her friends were snitching because <laughs> all her friends know that she's into him. And so... I don't know if somebody snitched to him or what, but he basically suspects that he, like, Sullivan did it, and then, like, Ada was an accomplice to the arson. But mm-hmm. but they also can't figure out how the fire started. They just know, like, it doesn't have a starting place, really. It's just, like, the bed basically, um, you know, did, like, you know that, like, like, like a bad romance? Remember in the part of bad romance where the bed just, like, well, the bed and the man blow up. <laughs> <laughs> like at the end of the video it's kind of like that it's kind of like that <laughs> so there it's kind of a weird sort of freaky occurrence um where they don't really know what happened but because it was the marital bed uh they all suspect Ada for the most part and Sullivan mm-hmm. but because they can't find mm-hmm. Sullivan they are asking Ada and putting her through hell yes it's a lot like the detective is on her like her every move in the city is like okay so when are you gonna link up with him um we know you're married but when are you gonna go see your lover i will find out (laughs) like that kind of stuff just just nosy just nosy (laughs) and she's like i haven't seen him because he's not here right so, if you know where he at, can you tell me? Because I don't know. Right, right. Um, I think his name is Issa? So, yes. Okay, that's what I got. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, he's he's the young detective on the case, and he's basically like, I mean, they don't really make any sort of, like, they don't make it, like, a secret. Like, they obviously suspect her. The family definitely suspects her and some shit, and they make her, what do they make her do? 
They first of all they they make her take a. They interrogate her first at the police station, but then the family says that you need to get a virginity test. I did not. Mm-hmm. Re- you know what? I did not realize they did stuff like this in general. But then I also just remember T.I. made his daughter do that shit. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. But yeah, yeah. he makes She's like an 18 year old girl or something. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? But then I, you know what? Girl, just don't meet nobody like a daddy and you, you might survive this hellish this mm. hellish thing we call life with ti because my goodness um but yeah and then i was like okay so this is so off topic this is on topic because i just realized that the movie, this movie is on hbo max this reminded me of when i was a young child and my mom and her friends had gotten together or something to watch introducing dorothy dandridge and her and like the very mm-hmm. have you seen that movie uh, a long, long time okay, ago. Okay, so, like, I have not seen the whole movie through because in the first, like, 10 minutes, her, like, grandmother or somebody suspects that she's going out and being fast or whatever, according to her, and then, like, forcibly checks to see if she's lost her virginity. And me, ah. me being all of, like, 10 years old, I was like, okay, I can't, I have to get up. <laughs> and I have, ne- I have never seen the rest of the movie. It's on HBO Max, though. Uh, I'm cute. I started watching it the other day, and I was like, okay. I I was in the mood to watch Carmen Jones, and I have Carmen Jones, but I don't have a Blu-ray player. Don't ask me how I'm living my what life. What the fuck, Brittany? Um, I have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me. Like, I just got it a couple don't years ago, but shit. <laughs> like, I have a whole bunch of movies without means to play them. Don't ask me how I'm living my life. You're talking to someone who so, owns a VCR still. Yeah. <laughs> and I even I have a. <laughs> Please get yourself a Blu ray player. I'm working on it. It's, I'm being Damn, challenged right now by life. <laughs> so just. If somebody wants to do like a make a wish, please do pretty <laughs> Like I've had Crash sitting on my like little TV oh, stand for months yes. because I was so excited to get it. I got it and realized I don't have means to play it. And do you know how my heart hurts? <laughs> You've been looking forward to that shit since like October. <laughs> Yes, like, do you know how bad my heart hurts? Like, you know how bad it hurts. I think that's why I have a blue players because I started buying (laughs) groceries. So I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work on that as I work on me. Okay. Um, Just let you know, they're not like a million dollars like they used to be. I know it used to be like really fifty (laughs) dollars. Now people are like, "Girl, why don't you just stream it?" find Carmen Jones when I wanted to watch it because I was watching Black Orpheus. Oh, that's a banger. And I was like, ooh. I was like, ooh, I want to watch Carmen Jones next. And then I was like, oh, it's not streaming for free nowhere. Yeah. And I have Carmen Jones because I also have Carmen and Hip Hopra. Don't. And I was like, damn, I want to watch Carmen Jones. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to pop it. I'm not going to pop it in nowhere because I, I can't pop it. I can't pop I it can't in. I can't wait. To, when you get the Blu-ray player, we'll be able to do uh, Carmen <laughs> Jones versus Carmen and Hip Hopra, something I have wanted to do for like two years now. Just <laughs> Because Carmen Jones is a banger. Uh, Carmen and Hip Hopra was a... Uh, 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 a shared experience across many black girls. 
adults <laughs> that yes. were growing up in the early 2000s. Uh, <sighs> Them cards don't lie. <laughs> the death card, girl. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's a hot mess. I remember watching that and being like, girl, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? But, but yes, <laughs> since I couldn't watch Carmen Jones, I was like, I'm going to watch Introducing Dorothy Dandridge. Yeah. And then I was like, this ain't Carmen Jones. I'm going to turn yeah, it off. Yeah, no, it's not. I, I mean, I don't really know. But if the if the beginning was anything to go by, girl, because that happens early in the movie, like early in the movie. And I was like, OK, I'm going to go sit in the dining room until it's time to go. <laughs> like. <laughs> and Aww. I was 10 like I think I had like maybe like one sex ed class like uh I didn't know I was just like oh no this is not something about this is wrong all of this is wrong I don't want to see no more and I know it was like Halle Berry's like passion project because she really um looked up to Dorothy Dandridge from what I remember but uh yeah man if I mean now I can fast forward to things that was on tv so maybe if I can fast forward to all that Maybe be less traumatic, but I, I, oh, I, ha- I hardly doubt it. <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt it. But yeah. Yeah, it's probably still jarring. Yeah, no, it was, it was a lot. And this one is not like that, but like, it's, first of all, it's a male gynecologist. So I was like, okay, mm. like, man, fuck y'all. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, it's not like they actually send her to a doctor and not like just be like, have somebody check her or something like that but yeah the whole thing's fucked um i forgot people still did that and that was still like important to people and all kinds of stuff which i was like also i guess they had maybe had heard about sully run and that's why they checked because her mama was like well this is the family that wants to do this the dad is pissed that she has an iphone which i was like that Mm -hmm. was her that was her gift from her fiance so what is she is she not supposed to have it? Like, what's the problem with her having a phone? But, um, yeah, they put her through hell, basically. Um, which they don't even give her back her phone until after she gets the, the confirmation that, she, yes, she is still a virgin, which I was like, can you really tell? I mean. And they wasn't going to give it to her. She took it. Yeah, she snatched it out of her mama's hand <laughs> and <laughs> took her little purse and kept on walking. Into the street where the detective was like, hey, hey. Detective girl. Hey. Detective Issa? Yes. Hey. Are you using that phone to contact? (laughs) The detective is having an an interesting time because I don't think I realized this when I first watched this movie. I don't know what if I was paying attention and like understanding what the fuck is happening, but he is down bad. Um, Yeah, I... He keeps, he keeps, like, going to work, passing out at work. Yeah. Like, it, if it get too late at the night, in the night, he'd be like, ooh, shit. Yeah. And pass but I out. I think when we first meet him, they, he's, like, on, like, he's laying on the ground or some shit. Like, he's kind of like, I don't know where the fuck I've been. And then his boss is like, bitch, I need you on call. I've been calling you. You don't answer the phone. Your job is to be on call. So, we're, mm-hmm. we're he was like, ooh, my bad. Yeah, he keeps telling him, like, you need to go to a doctor and stuff like that. 
and all that. And every time when he he was at the doctor and they were trying to like draw blood or some shit, and he saw Otto walking and he like yanked the shit, and she was like, no, 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 no. He's like, no, I'm going. It's like he was like, I'm a police officer. I'm yeah, good. Was and like, he left. Are you guys gonna see her again? Is that what you? Think? I don't understand. I was like, you're a detective. You could just you can't find people. I don't know, but. Yeah, he's going through it. Other people are going through it too because I think I think it's Fanta, one of her one of Otta's friends is like, you know, fever, chills, all of that stuff and they're like her family's worried about her and so just like weird shit starting to happen um that's like kind of unexplainable and uh and <clears throat> excuse me. And I think at this point is when we see like the big sort of reveal mm-hmm. where a bunch of the girls show up at the owner. So the owner of the tower, which I don't remember his name. I'm so sorry. Um, he, I guess is back from where the fuck he had fucked off to. <laughs> and um, all the girls are sitting in his house. Yes, they were in his shit. They were on the steps. They was in the living room. They was petting his dogs. They was everywhere. I want to say, like, when you see somebody in your house that you don't know and they're petting your dog, that always makes me nervous. (laughs) In any any movie, like, in Widows, when he was in there, he had yanked up uh, Olivia the dog, and I was like, no! (laughs) I was like, put her down! (laughs) Don't touch her! Unhand that dog. They, like, the whole, like, all the girls, like, the whole squad, whole squad was there. Except for, um, except for Ada. Yes, Ada's mm-hmm. different than everybody else. So, like, one thing about everyone that you have to make note of is that all of their eyes are cast over white. Yeah. So they look like... Look like zombies. I was gonna say in the crossroads video when they meet Uncle Charles and he touched their forehead. I want and... you to I want you to stop. <laughs> That's a fucking crossroads. Wait, do the eyes turn black or do the eyes turn white? I don't white remember. In the I don't remember their eyes doing anything in that movie. The first thing yeah, because I... when Uncle Charles he touched your forehead and then it go. Boom, you know I don't like that video. That video used to freak me out. I don't remember them doing. No, yeah. Wait, I can't remember. Okay, I'm looking at a picture right now. I see one when they go white, and I see one when they go black. So I don't really, I don't really know. But, um, girl, this is some freaky shit. I can't believe you referenced this. This is, I don't, oh, oh, dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hit, because they were climbing that giant mountain and all that in that video. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's a good song, but bitch. <laughs> Oh, hard pass. Yeah, they're all eyes are cast over there. Um, and they're talking about we want our money. And the the owner's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, you owe us like $32 million and stuff like that. So if you've been paying any attention, he owes a bunch of these men and these boys money. And now mm-hmm. a bunch of girls are demanding the money. And they're looking out here looking all zombified mm-hmm. and they are being possessed it's a possession uh-huh. story it's a ghost story yes so 
the girls like threaten this man like, bruh, if you don't give us our fucking money. <laughs> That's exactly how it's said. <laughs> <laughs> you better you don't even want to find out what happens if you don't give us our fucking money. You just better give us our fucking money, mm-hmm. okay? And then they leave. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they leave. And then when they're unpossessed, like everybody's like sick and everybody's like, I feel like I've been possessed by a ghost. Yeah, so I was looking this up too. And there's like the whole concept of the djinn, which is like kind of like the evil, I guess, well, they're not always considered evil spirits, but I think the majority of the time, most people consider them to be like evil spirits that will like possess you and stuff like that. Um, it's a pretty big, um, I guess, phenomenon in, um, I guess, in Islam. And so um, there's like a lot to like uh, read about the concept of the jinn. And I know some of the actors um, in the like in the movie, like they b- 100% believe in the jinn. Apparently, like there's like a thing that like you. Like, in Senegal, like, people don't want their kids and relatives out after a certain hour because that's, like, when the djinn will start, you know, running up and and yanking (laughs) up people. And, um, and yeah, so, like, it's a pretty big deal. (laughs) It's a pretty big deal. I should also correct myself. It's apparently, um, they are part of pre-Islamic and later Islamic mythology and theology. So... They're pretty interesting, um, but most times people think of them as like being um, pretty pretty evil spirits, I guess. So, um, but yeah, they they're they're all sick. They're like really like I think at one point they were calling like uh, I don't I cannot remember the the name they used, but they call like the like um, one of like the religious leaders there to like. They told her to do a bunch of stuff and like to get the to get the evil spirit out of her. I think it's just his Fanta maybe, uh, or or uh, or Mariama. And they're like they're really worried about her because she's got fever, she's got chills, she's like all like she's not like really coherent. Like oh god, possession be fucking people up. Mhm. And then I think still detective. Detective Issa is still bothering this woman. <laughs> yes, every every turn, like okay, I'd be like, Leave where me your alone. boo at? <laughs> where your boo? Where you, you seen him lately? Yeah, no. Okay, you sure? Mm-hmm. No. This is when he starts. He well, he um, he ends up locking her in like behind bars, like in the holding cell, <laughs> and I was like, what has she done? <laughs> You haven't proven anything, bitch. Because <laughs> she wasn't cooperating with the investigation, right. he locks yeah, her. Yeah, she's basically like, leave me the fuck alone. And he's like, oh. Because he just like stops her on the street. <laughs> he's in his own car, I think. And I was like, bruh, I wouldn't be trying to go anywhere with you. Leave me alone. But I, I think mm. at the same time. So part of Ada's issue is when she gets her phone back. She starts getting weird text messages that say, please meet me at 3 a.m. at Dior. Dior is one of her friends um, with the real cute, like, straight bag braids and stuff. Um, Love the hair. Uh, She is, 
uh, I think she's like the, I guess she works at the club or she owns, I don't, I don't know like her whole thing, but like, um, basically I meet, meet me there and it's signed Sally one mm-hmm. and Dior is like, girl, it's the cops. <laughs> it is the cops. Don't fall for that. But she believes, she kind of believes it's him. She, no, she definitely believes it's him. Like, she's like, no, it's him. It's, it's him. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> and I think they ended up calling the number, which I forgot. I don't know who was on the other side. But then somehow Detective Issa knows that she's been getting text messages. Mm-hmm. Like, God damn, man. I know you're, like, you're investigating, but shit, leave her alone. <laughs> And this is when he throws her behind bars. And this is also when he gets, like, a call. This is, like, one of the only times that the movie's in English, which I found interesting. Um, because I should say, I don't know. I think it's, like, is it Wolof? Is the, like, traditional language in Senegal? Um in Senegal, Gambia, and Martiana, or Martania, sorry, um, and, like, there's a little bit of French, but, like, not a whole lot, and, um, so he's talking to some woman who's basically, like, yo, they found the boat that the guys had sailed, like, sailed off on, and, um, and it was pretty much, like, there was a storm, a couple nights ago or whenever they had left and the boat, they found the boat snapped in half and it had been like sitting there for a while and like they couldn't find any survivors. Mm-hmm. So, um, which I'm still like, you still got this call, but you still harassing this girl. <laughs> so it's like, leave her alone. Um, and I think, Omar's family ends up bailing her out or like calling him up and they let her out. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And his boss is like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> his family's important. Let her out. What are you doing? And her and Omar get into it. Yeah. I thought this is like, it's like she told him straight up in front of everybody. Like she was like, don't touch me. <laughs> Yes. Leave me alone. I don't love you. Yes. Get the fuck away from me. And then he starts saying all this nasty shit about how he, she couldn't give him a hard on anyway. And I was like, how would you know, bitch? The bed is burnt. <laughs> the bed is burnt to a crisp. Uh, and then he's like one of those guys and you tell them, like, leave you alone on the street and they start calling you all kinds of names. Yeah. Mm. So you dodged the bullet with that one, girl. Mm. And then mm-hmm. she goes and sells the phone. Or yeah. tries to sell the phone. I don't know if she ever succeeded because that dude wanted way less for it. I think they yeah. thought it was stolen. I forget if she successfully gets him all she asked for. But I think she, does she? I don't know. They go back and forth for a minute about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, because at first I was like, oh, she's keeping the phone. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, she's going to sell it. <laughs> um, and I think, I don't know if this is like, so I was interested because she starts like working at the club mm-hmm. with Dior. And so I was like, 
Did she get kicked out? Did she, like, what happened? Or she's just kind of like, I need to start getting money or whatever. Since I'm no longer with this man. Like, Hmm. they didn't really go into that part. No. Um, But I thought that was interesting. Like, her, like, she was basically trying to, like, Dior was trying to, like, tell her, like, this is the wine glass, this is the alcohol glass, this is the soda glass. Like, don't give them too much (laughs) in the alcohol glass. Um, and trying to basically, like, teach her everything. So, um, the club is, like, still running. Um, but this is the part where I loved. Because the possessed girls are back. (laughs) And they go, and they still haven't been paid. And so... No! They set fire... They have not. They set fire to this man's house. (laughs) They have. They sure do. He woke up, and he was like, ah! Wait, <laughs> and there's smoke and shit. He thought it was a game, I and it was they not told a game. Him they were gonna burn his house down or burn down. Oh, they told him they were gonna burn the tower down at one mm-hmm. point. But I think they come to the to the house and they make him. They I feel like they make him dig their graves. First of all, they make him they, pay him pay them all. Yes. Like he, I think he wakes up like real late and goes with like a duffel bag of cash and meets them like out somewhere. I feel like near the construction site. I can't remember. Um, and then they make him dig <laughs> their graves for them so they can, their souls can rest basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was having trouble digging because he don't work. Nope. And they mock him and make fun of him. Good shit. Because <laughs> do some hard work. You don't know what it's like to dig shit. Apparently, now you see why these people need to be paid. <laughs> digging is not easy. Constructing things isn't easy. But they made sure they got every dollar. Yes, they were counting that money. And they he he they they roast the shit out of him as he dug those graves and that part like really got to me this part got to me and then the next part got to me so like after this everybody goes to the club they go back to the club and then this is kind of like where you see what happens because at one point, it's all the girls in the club, and they're still possessed. Yeah. But when you look in the mirror, you see who it really is. Yeah, it's all the guys sitting there. Yeah. And it's just them, and the only other person in the club at that time is Ata. Yeah, she has run down there because... So this is... We rewind it back. Uh, the detective... Is having what I would like to call like a werewolf moment where <laughs> he basically is re- like he's looking. I didn't realize this is what he was doing, but he was basically looking at the sun and like rushing home because he's all sweaty and he's all like, Ugh. like he looks like he's about to be ill and like or like be sick for real. And then like he's like rushing home and he goes in some part of his house and like handcuffs himself to like a bar or something in, in, in the wall 
And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And then I realized he was trying to restrain himself because he didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it wasn't enough. <laughs> and so he shows up to wherever. I feel like I was staying with a friend because that's not like her regular room that she was in. I can't remember whose house she was in, but he manages to find her and she's like, get the she's like he's back leave me alone like she's calling for somebody to help her and then he says it's me it's Sully one and I was like you're lying (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) oh man like this is this is the twists and turns To, to 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 possess the detective is a choice. Yes. <laughs> he didn't possess her like all the other guys did. He possesses the detective. And so she's running down to the club to be like, well, yo, what the fuck? And then I guess to find Dior maybe because I don't think Dior has been possessed by anybody. I feel like she's one of the only ones, only other ones who has and she's kind of like, oh, <laughs> you think you got possessed and stuff and she's kind of laughing about it. Um... But yeah, this is when they tell their story. One of the one of the spirits tells their story. Yeah, and it is really affecting. Um, yeah, I was sitting there like the second rewatch, like, oh, all right, like. <laughs> no, yeah, it's really it, it's they. Fun. Yeah, so y'all gotta watch this movie. I'm not gonna tell you what they say, but. Just watch it because it's it's a moment um, when they tell you like what happened to them on their journey, and I was just sitting there like be like all they all like literally all they wanted was to be paid for their work. Mm-hmm. Then they just wanted more opportunities. Like, and this is what happened. Like, this is what happened. Yeah, it was really. I mean, I guess if we don't spoil it, like we usually spoil things, I guess I could say that it's very like fucked because there was a moment of optimism um, before what really happens to them. Um, Mm -hmm. Because obviously they did not survive the journey, but you don't even know how far they got. And it doesn't sound like they got that far. No. Um, If they were able to find their boat, so like quickly and stuff like that like they didn't find their boat like right in Spain or something like that so I mean I have no idea what this journey like what this journey takes like if you undertake this this is this is a commitment um and this is a pretty dangerous journey I would say um so yeah it's a lot that happens but they get to tell their side of what happened which again I was like okay so what was the point of the fisherman story but um. Yeah, man, it's a lot. And then Ada is kind of like, like she basically gets the message from Suleiman that he did love her. He regretted that he didn't say goodbye to her. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, uh, <laughs> you know what? Too, I forgot. The other reason why the detective had gone home is because he saw himself on the videotape. 
Mm-hmm. He figured out that while he was pointing fingers at other people, four other fingers was pointing back <laughs> at him because he was the one that part. He was the person that caught the bed, set the bed he on was fire at the wedding. He was the one who did it. Yes, he was at the wedding. He was being possessed by someone, and he didn't even realize he was at the wedding. And nobody else seemed to realize he was at the wedding either. But I guess they had seen him in like some like reflective surface, maybe. And that's why everybody said that they had saw said they had saw Sullivan, but it was really the detective. And like, <laughs> I was like, all that trash talk. And so he was like, I gotta get home. I gotta get home. But it was too much. It was too late. It was too late. And this is when they spend the night together at the club mm-hmm. with all the green. The green, uh, what are those lights? Like the little, I don't want to call them disco lights, but you know the little, like. The little, little. I don't want to say strobe lights, but y'all know. It's very nice. Blue lighting. I'm so glad everybody's decided that blue lighting is the wave because it is. You could get them lights at home if you go to any viral tweet. It's probably like a promo tweet under it with no lights on it. Oh, them things? Like the, uh. What are those, like those projector lights or whatever? Yeah, you get the, it's kind of like that. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder how much you get paid to like promote that stuff. I don't know. What? I I sent you the one that was like a dick plushie, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't see the seal plushie, but I ain't never seen no dick plushie. I've seen the slime. I've seen the the nose stuff. I've seen the the projector, which the projector is cute, but I bet you don't work. And I've seen the little lights. But that 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 dick plushie was rare and unique, and I have never seen it again. So I hope the person who had that made <laughs> money. Yeah, they they spend the night together, um, which I was like, well, I guess if. You could tell that's your man. I was like, I personally don't know if I wanted to wake up next to the, the detective that's been up my ass the last week and a half or whatever. But you, if you look in a mirror, it's like <laughs> Freaky Friday. It's a Freaky oh, Friday God. type situation. No, Friday. <laughs> it's a Freaky Freaky Friday like that. No. You know they heart. Like, you know that's, that's, that's you they. know they heart. Yeah, that's that's their heart. Yeah. yeah, it was very nice, sweet little scene. Um, mm-hmm. they're very cute together. Which I was like, girl, what is that like? Two, like, like two scenes that they had together. They had the one under the under the bridge or whatever, and their little secret meeting spot, and they had this one. Mm-hmm. Since we talking about people having chemistry and all. I was like, I can't imagine them have been on, like, set together or filmed together that much. But they looked really good together. They were cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they, um, I guess they part ways after that. So, <laughs> um, I think Otto was talking about how, like, this, this experience, like, the whole thing would shape her and it wasn't really... I guess she doesn't take it as like something. She's heartbroken, obviously, but she's not gonna take it as something to like wallow over. I guess like this is gonna like shape her and shape her future. Yeah, is it made her who she is? Is making her and will make her who she is. 
Um, yeah, and then the detective goes back to work and says, the case is fucking closed. <laughs> Which I was like, good bitch, now wait. <laughs> you can't show nobody that video, sir? Sure because your job is gone, sir. You already on a, a, living on a knife's edge. Like, you, he was harassing a person. You you call somebody that marriage. Really look at you being messy. Look at you being messy. Look look at what you did. levels. So, he was like, oh, let me let me just close this case out. All right, we're done here. <laughs> let me delete this video. Let me delete this footage. Let me delete evidence. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Bye. Police corruption shit. <laughs> Bruh. But that's how we're ends. It actually ends on like Otter's like little like speech and stuff. So, um, so yeah, that that's the that's the real ending. But like, <laughs> I was like, so are you about to lose your job? <laughs> yes, you can't you can't close a case like that. You better like, hope nobody ever looks into this. I feel like you. I don't. You can't do it like that. You gotta, you gotta see that through. I don't know, dude. Because you remember at the like when they got the money, I forgot one of the girls woke up. With like a bunch of money in her room. Oh. Like she had passed out on bed oh, yeah. and her mother came to check on her and she had all this money. Oh just shit. Blowing yeah. around the uh blowing around the room and I was like, What on earth? I was like, How you explain that? And then you'd be like, you know what, don't bite the hand. Mm-hmm. Don't block your blessings. But that's where it ends. It's a it's a good movie. Would you recommend it, Ashley? I would recommend it. Um, it's a very good movie, very affecting movie. Um, I guess in the ongoing conversation about trauma in film, I don't really know if some people want to watch this because I guess if it's not a, a if it's not a one hundred percent happy ending with everybody in rainbows and you know. Everybody uh, eating, I don't know, lollipops and and bacon cookies and smiling together, then it's just not worth watching. But um, I feel like this is a good opportunity to see the other side of the migrant story, because most of the time we see people, we see the stories of people who have gone, uh, who have left home. But we don't really see the stories about the people who have been left behind um, and like what that does and how that affects them um, and things like that. Because, I mean, we see Suleiman's mother and she doesn't know where her son has gone. She just knows her son is gone, but she doesn't know anything that's happened to him or like what what became of him. And so she's like, you know, completely... She's distraught and she got this detective coming in and asking her all these fucking questions and stuff. And she was like, get out of my house. <laughs> and so you just see like a different side of it, um, which I think is important. I think it's important to like educate yourself on stuff. I'm always encouraging people to watch black stories outside of the U.S. Um, one, because they're good. Second, because they exist. And I'm tired of people saying this this thing doesn't exist when if you just open up your peripheral just a little bit more, you will see that people are making movies all over the world that include black people 
Um, and so I really struggle with that whole conversation because, you know, this is a heavy movie. It's a beautiful movie, but it's also a heavy movie. But I feel like for some things, like, I don't like the idea of not telling these stories. I would hate to see some somebody say, well, I don't want to see this because I'm tired of seeing trauma thing. And I'm like, this is something that's really happening to people. This is a real thing that happens to people. This is happening to people who look like you all the time. And the minute you try to, to say, well, well I want a happy story. I don't want to see this stuff. The minute you try to, to disregard something that happens in like black life, that is when people will swoop in and say it never happened. And so <clears throat> I really get upset when people are like, I don't want to watch this because of blah, blah. And I understand you don't want to watch people die. <laughs> you don't want to watch people be in pain. Absolutely. But these kinds of movies are important. And so this is shot beautifully, beautiful soundtrack, beautiful people, beautiful people in love, mystery, uh, supernatural horror <laughs> like this has a lot going for it so I, I really do encourage people to watch it if you haven't it's been right there on Netflix you know Netflix is not do a good job of promoting certain things <laughs> no and so I definitely would say watch this movie um this is like Maddie's done a lot of like shorts which apparently I I think are still on the Criterion channel I'm not sure um so I would encourage if you have the Criterion channel, if you could bum that off a friend or something like that, like, you know, go ahead and, and get in get in there and watch some of her other movies because I would like to see sort of the genesis of this project, um, which is the same title. Um, but yeah, like the whole, the whole conversation just makes me so frustrated. <laughs> Definitely I, re I recommend this, but the whole conversation makes me frustrated because also I feel like people are trying to tell their stories but then they see stuff like this and be like, I don't want to see this. And I'm like, somebody's trying to tell you genuinely like what has happened to them or what is happening to people like them or people that they know or people that they have encountered. And their, their stories probably won't get told by the larger media. And somehow, like in many ways, movies are, are some of the ways that people get to tell their stories or some of the only ways people get to tell their stories aside from writing. Um, where a large audience of people will see them. And so it just frustrates me <laughs> so, so much to see people disregard any part of like black storytelling. And like, I get it, you know, people be making some horrible movies <laughs> about things. And, you know, of course, like black people die in them and there's a long history of that. But like, I don't want people to like disregard painful stories because these stories are important. I mean, like, would you really hear about this here in America? No. Your side of the story, no. especially? No. You know exactly how it would be framed here. <laughs> it would be framed horribly. That's why we got the fucking, what was it, the migrant caravan news story every five minutes last year? Like, girl. So, yeah, I think this is great. I think Madi has a really um, big future ahead of her. This is her debut fe like feature film. Yep, and she's a great like she wrote like she co-wrote this. She directed this. She's a good actress. I haven't seen her anything. I don't think, 
But um, I've noticed she has a pretty long credit list. Um, and like she she did she did this like she did this. Yeah. Um, the people who are coming. Let me tell you, black women who are coming out with debut features are coming out swinging. Yes, there's been some really good again. Debuts. And 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 I forgot this um competed. This is the she was actually the first black woman to have first black female director to be um to compete for a prize at um at con. She competed mm-hmm. for the Palm Door and she um the film ended up winning the Grand Prix. So it's the second most so everybody knows about the Palm Door, which is basically the one that wins like the big, like the big sort of competition or whatever. Um, but this is kind of like the one right below that. This is like the second most prestigious prize, basically. So that's a big deal. <laughs> Never mind the fact that, you know, she's only the first one. Oh, God. There's so many firsts that should not be firsts. <laughs> but she's, yeah. So this is a good-ass movie. Not that awards matter, really. And you should watch it. Yeah. Side note, speaking of awards, did you see that shit about Emily in Paris? And how... I chose to ignore that they, it. First of all, it's nominated for a Golden Globe. Flew everybody to they Paris. They flew people and put them up in some giant hotel. These are Golden Globe voters. In a pandemic. Okay. Yeah, in a, in, in a peppermint... Or, what, a peppermint patty? Mm-hmm. We are still mm-hmm. in... They did that. We are mm-hmm. still in a Pizza Hut personal pan pizza, y'all. <laughs> like, and yeah, that's how they got it. So when I say like awards do matter, but also at the same time, do they really? Because the people who are mm-hmm. voting are getting flued out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, not to discredit this film, it absolutely deserved um, all of its critical praise. Yes, it's a very good film. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it. Um, it discusses it gives you a different point of view like Ashley mentioned um I I enjoyed it Mm -hmm. do you know like not to diminish the films but do you know how many movies I start and never finish do you know how many movies it takes me like five years to watch her so much because she's like I turned it off I'm like damn it But this is a really good film. It's very engaging. It's beautifully shot. The, it it's well acted. It, it it's a it's an amazing movie. Like, and I don't say that late lately. Um, but it also gives you a different perspective. It it allows you to learn a little bit more about things. It gives you something different to think about um, that you really don't. In like you encounter it on in a different way mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. It, it's different here. It's different in America. Like it, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have these issues, but it's it's different. Like people move for different opportunities all the time. Um, it happens, but it is different. Um, and is it's a good movie. I was also going to say it's a pretty, like, universal kind of, not universal and, like, everybody kind of can, you know, like, some sort of suburban mom can feel this sort of way. But I feel like everybody's kind of had, like, a that first love that you lost at one point or something. 
um you know if you're into love and shit like that but like (laughs) damn (laughs) you know if you're into that kind of thing you know if you're you know concerned with that but (laughs) but like it's one of those things like like people all over the world are kind of having similar ish experiences they're going through things especially with coming of age movies like this um are kind of a coming of age kind of thing i think um where you know it feels like you are closer to people that you may never get a chance to meet um and i feel more i feel like i learn more about the world when i watch movies from other countries because I'm like oh okay like this is very like this is not very different from you know falling in love with somebody and being you know (laughs) having some sort of duty to some other person that you don't even fucking like like that's not that's not an unheard of story before I mean all the rest of it is kind of not um very common um and that kind of thing but I feel like that's like you can get something out of it where you wouldn't I would, you know, again encourage y'all like to just step outside your comfort zone. A little a little pinky toe outside your comfort zone and 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 watch a movie that might not have um been on your radar in the first place. Cuz I feel like this is one of those movies that is there but you don't know it's there. So when you s- watch them because the cover pretty sometimes. You know, that's also a thing too. Although I did that one time in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it was so low budget. I was like, oh, I can't watch this. This is, this is not, this don't look finished. <laughs> I think it was a TV show. I was like, this looks very unfinished. What's going on? But, um, so yeah, this is, this is definitely a movie that you should watch. Mm-hmm. So. It's recommended by Black Girl Film Club. It's got our stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, do we have any like recommendations in addition to this movie? I personally don't. Um, nothing kind of matches for me personally with this film. It, this film is unique. If I... For me, like, again, for me, it's, it would be a previous episode, like, being able to find and maintain love in conflict. It would be, like, if Bill Street could talk. Oh, okay. I feel like that would pair well with this, uh-huh. even though it's very different. Um, but it's still being able to find love and find beauty in a situation that is very difficult it is still like experiencing loss um even though the loss in bill street is different than the loss Mm -hmm. here um i still feel like both films contain similar elements okay and again you got those beautiful black people You got that soundtrack. You got that beauty. You got beautiful filmmakers. You got. You you just got film. Why are you being Nina Simone? (laughs) Maybe a little bit of both. I would okay. I have a recommendation, which I was just going to. I feel like I mentioned this before, but this is. um, I have mentioned this before. I cannot remember which episode though. Um which is um, by Maddie's uncle. 
which let me get the name. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because actually, Maddie is part of like a pretty. She's got like a pretty famous family, I believe. Like I think her, her, her father, is a famous musician. Um, I think his name is Wasis Diop, um, who is a Senegalese musician. Um, he's like a folk, pop and jazz musician. Senegalese folk music um, with modern pop and jazz, according to the wikis. Um, and then I thought it was so cute. I was listening to this interview today and she said that um, before she wanted to be uh, like uh, in movies and stuff, that she wanted to be a singer. She wanted to be Aaliyah, basically. She said she used to sing Aaliyah in her mirror when she was like younger. Um, and she kind of wanted to be like an R&B star. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cute. But she said she wanted to do movies so she could like she could tell, like I guess, like a broader do like broader things she didn't want to limit herself to like just one thing or whatever so she was thinking about it but um yeah so her uncle Mari's uncle uh Jibril Diop uh Mambeti um did uh he directed a movie called I'm going to fuck this up Tuki Buki I believe is what it's called um which is a part of Martin Scorsese's World Cinema Project if you haven't watched Anything from the World Center Project, I would start with this one. Um, it's really beautifully shot. It's so, oh my God, it's so beautifully shot. It can be a little confusing in parts because a lot of parts that just like don't have dialogue, but you can see Senegalese life um, in the early like 70s. And it's kind of a similar plot. Um, the Atlantic Ocean has a big role in it too where um, basically like two lovers like they meet um they meet and become lovers um i guess a guy named maury and a girl named anta um they're both tired of living in senegal and so they've kind of decided that paris is the place for them and they you know come up with ways to like get money so they end up stealing at one point um (laughs) and they decide to um board a ship to France but they actually they don't row they're not trying to row to France they they buy tickets to France um so it's very interesting um to see the journey because it's kind of the almost the opposite (laughs) in 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 who goes where and stuff like that and so it's very beautifully shot like again the Atlantic Ocean is ugly except for in these two movies (laughs) and um I would say if you if you have issues um, watching animal, uh, I guess animal slaughter, maybe skip this movie. A lot of animals get slaughtered for various reasons. Um, and it looks very, very real. I'm pretty sure it's real. So, um, but yeah, that's on the Criterion channel. And it's also on HBO Max. Oh, shoot. HBO Max. Okay. HBO Max got everything. I'm a little worried. But- mm, I was looking yesterday or the other day, sometime recently. In the year past. When I was looking for Carmen. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, let me add that to my watch list. Right. So, yeah, it's a pretty well known, I guess it's pretty well known for its references because um, when Mr. and Mrs. Carter have referenced it um, and they're like on the run 
two tour, the one there, but I was like, girl, nobody wants to see you and your husband together after you done told us all his dirt. So, like, <laughs> we don't want to see you two together. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, got the famous, like, uh, like cow's head on the front of his motorcycle. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting movie to watch. It's only, like, an hour and a half. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, so, um, but, yeah, it's very, very nice. Whoever's at the World Assignment Project restoring stuff, girl, bless y'all. Because I literally was, I was, like, I used to see this movie, like, stills from this movie on, like, Tumblr and stuff and be like, when the, where, how? How are y'all finding this? How are y'all finding this? Oh, I think it's actually, you can actually buy this from the Criterion channel. If Britney ever gets a Blu-ray player, um, you can pre-order this. It'll be available <laughs> in March um, on, on DVD and Blu-ray. Along with The World of Wonka Way. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Damn. I got my pre-order. Uh, uh, I gotta look back again because I gotta, I gotta see what they got because some of the movies they don't, they don't have. Like, I want all of them. I want all the ones I want. <laughs> it's not all of them. It's it's some good ones. It has, like, Days of Being Wild, which is good. But it ain't all of them. That's how you, it's definitely, I don't think it's Grandmaster. Did I tell you um, that I missed when they were showing, I think it was a Lincoln, it was a Lincoln Center, it was showing Wong Kar Wai, like, um, like, all of his movies and stuff. And do you know what I'm, I... I don't remember which one. Oh, I missed the Hong Kong version of the Grandmaster, and I fucking cried. Mm. Because I was going through it at the end of December and early January, and so I was like, I'm going to watch this when I feel better. And I... (laughs) It was a good two weeks after. (laughs) And I saw that, and I I literally burst into tears. My mom was like, are you serious? (laughs) Oh. I was like, boy, I didn't have the table. I was so upset. So if they have the movie I want to watch, I'm going to double check before I before I'm over here in tears again. I was I was oh. literally like bawling. <laughs> oh, they don't have it. They do have 246. That might be worth it. I already yep. have in the mood for love, but I don't have uh, Chunky Express, which might be the only time I can ever get it. <laughs> or Happy Together, which is a banger. Um, so, yeah, I would watch uh, Tokyo Bookie if you um, have HBO Max or the Criterion channel just to see it. Watch some other movies. World Cinema Project is a banger. There's movies from all over the world. There's movies I've never heard of. There's movies that I was like, I'm never going to be able to find this movie. And lo and behold... Um, Scorsese and his eyebrows have restored it. So, mm-hmm. so shout out to that little tiny man. <laughs> Cinema. Cinema. I missed the whole hullabaloo, but whatever he said got the girls upset. So he was probably right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> uh, my brain is too broken for any of it, so I don't care. So watch this movie. Watch Tokiwuki. Um, you know, if Madi's, um, other works are available, I would check them out. I would like to check them out. Um, and this bangs. As always, thank you guys for listening to another episode. We really appreciate it. Um, like always, you can follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club. 
You can also find us on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club. Um, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts or on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes at Black Girl Film Club. Um, if you have like any questions or want to send us like some fan mail or what have you, you could email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com and you can visit blackgirlfilmclub.com. We're everywhere. We are out here. <laughs> I know there was no fan, not fan, I don't want to say fan letters, listening letters, listener letters. Um, yeah. We didn't have any, um, but yeah, like Brittany said, send them in. We like listening to them, unless you're embarrassed that you don't want us to read them on air. Um, if you don't want us to read them, just tell us. You know, yeah. make a note of that. But um, yeah, they're really fun to like, you know, we love seeing y'all's comments and, and things like that. So yeah. Um, yeah talk to us we love it <laughs> i think that's it for this episode so bye we guys survived the black history month cars woot woot we, we did, did it. it oh my god <laughs> bye everybody bye <laughs>